welcome to this week's Trad and Folk Show on Ross FM. And starting off, there was um, a few lovely tunes from what you can only describe as the Longford Collection. <laughs> so we have a few musicians from Longford in with us today, and namely Noel Carberry on pipes, Nuala Donlan on fiddle, and we have Kitty Carberry, Noel's sister, who is, was a renowned dance teacher and dancer. <laughs> so you're all very, very welcome. And just a few jigs there. To, I just joined them for a few jigs there to, to start the programme. <laughs> so I'm going to start, I suppose, with Noel. And just, Noel, to give me, I suppose, a background on music and, uh, and the tradition in, in your area, in the Longford area. I know yourself and Nuala and Kitty, they all lived very near each other. So was there a kind of a musical triangle there growing up? Uh, there was a thing, truly. And it was like, you know, Jimmy Donlan and uh, Dan Kelly and Kevin Uncle Bowers and Larry Kelly and Pat Shea, Jimmy all Hanley. great. Jimmy Hanley as well. Yeah, Mairead does the Sean O'Stanson, and her father. And he'd be an uncle of Sean Keynes as well. Jimmy Hanley's sister was Sean Keynes' mother, Sean that played with the Chieftains. So there was a great selection of uh, great fiddle players, especially, you know. But with my father, he saw Johnny Dorden playing the pipes. At a, I think it was the opening of Pierce Park, whenever that was back in Turkey, whatever it was. And he saw this man playing this instrument and he says, God, I'd love to, <laughs> love to play that. You know, so I think he had a, a heifer or whatever. And he sold that and bought his first set of pipes after self-taught, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, Kitty was the, the eldest of the family. She's 93 coming now next. <laughs> I'm still dancing. I uh, know, far from it. But anyway, she um she didn't play. I think she played a bit of the whistle when well, he tried to get her to play the whistle. But you know, she was a dancer. She taught her other sisters dancing as well. And she taught me as well. And uh, yeah, I'd actually forgotten that you were mm, you were actually a great step dancer. Well, I retired as the heavyweight champion of Ireland one time <laughs> back. Oh, yeah. well ago. You know, when I danced up until I was about nineteen. Going away and did I give it up? I know, but uh, no, she got me to dance anyway, and I did well at it too until I got too old fashioned, as you know. Yeah, so um, no, it was it was great, and I suppose I went off on tours and that, but it was great. But like, no, lovely self, we go way back until pot, we were about maybe 13, 12, 13, 14. Then Father Quinn at Lansbury, yeah, he had um, he had the Kelly band going. That's mm. the first time I was. Well, I saw Nola before that because, of course, the kids would be brought her along wherever the, mm. the parents were playing. And I know Hakeel then. That's right. Father oh, that was the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. on the banks of the Shannon, like, near yeah. enough where. We used to have a weekend festival there with the marquee, mm. and there would be the Tully Kelly band, and a lot of big Kelly bands came right. there for Kelly's. Okay. And, yeah. and 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 I just want to ask Kitty, how did you get into the dancing, Kitty? Because it sounded like music was. Was the predominant force in the house. So where did the yeah, dancing well, come suppose, from? Yeah, well, I suppose I heard the music first, and then we lived beside a hall where the dancing class was going. So my mother dragged me along when I was three. 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 Yeah, she was very ambitious for me, and I'm glad I didn't disappoint her. Yeah. And who who was teaching the dancing at that stage? Regina Fallon was the name of the girl who was teaching, and she was taught by Sean MacLeam, who was a journey. Um, dance teacher and on, on a bicycle and oh. my mother was taught by him as well and later he became a Franciscan and he was based in Rosnowland on Egal so we used to go up to Asfesh every year and so that was the highlight of one of the highlights right. of the year for us so you know I just loved it and I think I gave the music away because of the dancing which I'm very jealous of today I'm very jealous that I didn't continue with the music but poor daddy tried but I failed. And one day he just said, dance away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kitty, you know, you know, this is some, such a big thing about dance now. It's so popular now, like all forms of dance. We say the Shannos and the step dancing. How, how do you see dancing now? How do you think it's evolved? Or what I, it is, well, it has, it, had, it has advanced an awful lot. Now, some of it is, I would be kind of... Uh, I put a question mark over some of it, but some of it is great. And I mean, we have to hand it to Michael Flatley for putting it on the world stage. I mean, at the uh, world championships, there was uh, Nate Hand from Moscow. And yeah, and there are dancers from Japan as well. And they're good dancers. 
So, you know, I mean, I suppose everything evolves and progresses and chance is no exception. Yeah, because Shannos is a huge surge. It's know, huge. In, in Shannos now. Well, I think I maybe I shouldn't say this, but I think men do it best. Old men, older men. I think I think men do it best. Older men yeah. do it best. I think it's from the soul, but I think now it's learned, it's taught and learned, and it's not just quite the same. So I say that I reserve. I suppose uh, in the older uh, men that the personality up comes out through the dance. It's from the soul, and you can. I don't think you can teach it very well. It's from the soul, I no, think. Sure, you have to from every soul. So mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of a technique in itself. Yeah. You get to mm-hmm. loosen up the body. Or well, you see the dancers now that are dancing, you know, say, say we're on the flag programs and that, you know, you see their, the body is beginning to move. Loosen up again. Now the arms are moving. So it's kind of maybe going back to. Yeah. <laughs> could be going back to basics, as they say, you yeah. know. Yeah, there were brothers on one of the programs during the week. I've, I'd seen them at a wedding before. Uh, I, th- I think they're Sligo or Galway uh, based, but that's their business now. They they're grown, they're men, and um, and we have our own little lady here who who yeah. dances at all the sessions, and he's just he's an exception to Eddie Devlin. So and I suppose that that's the thing about dancing now; it can become it can be a profession now. Oh yes, you know, there's money to be. We made thank Michael Flatley for it's, that. It's yes. Yes, it is. It is, it is. For a lot of people that are good at dancing. Yes. I suppose the same with music. Like, I mean, suppose years ago, if you go back 30 years, it wasn't, or 40 years, it wasn't an awful lot of money, I suppose, to be made, maybe. No, that's music, quite whereas true. Whereas now, it's that's different. It. It's gone very commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, people, they're p- bypassing their, their degrees, their academic degrees to go dancing, sure, worldwide, while they're mm-hmm. able to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. Now, speaking of dancing and music, will we have another few tunes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to slow down or speed it up? Or do do maybe do a, f- a few hours. Uh, do a few reels. Yeah. Yeah, surely. Yeah.
play and um, they're of course very two very old popular tunes <coughs> famous set Coolies and the Wise Maid I indeed yeah. and uh, the children went a little bit awry yeah, there because of so. the, the, the heat inside the heat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is, it's awful it's awful hot in here yeah. so there will be tuning issues but sure it's fine like, I don't think bear with us just, I, didn't, I didn't notice anyway and I doubt <laughs> anyone else noticed but um, I just no, want no. to ask uh, <laughs> Nuna just I'm looking at your fiddle there you have a lovely fiddle tell me about that fiddle that's um, a fiddle I only got in the last year or three. Is I, I played my father's fiddle for a long time um, and it, it was a lovely fiddle, but um, I, I wanted one I, I, a bit more open in sound. So I got this one from Chorus Torques today. He's a, a German-Iranian lad. He's been living in Ireland for a long time. He lives up in Bray and it's, it's a French fiddle. It's an old fiddle and I think there's a lovely bright sound off mm. it, you know. It doesn't require any effort at all to knock a sound out of it. Um, yeah, so it's. Uh, I was just saying that to Noel the other day, actually. It's so important to, to have a good instrument and to like the instrument you're playing because it makes you want to play more yeah. when, you, when you like the instrument. And when did you start playing the fiddle? Well to, be, well, to be honest, Therese, um, I, I, I couldn't honestly tell you I remember ever learning to play music because my father played. Indeed, my mother played the fiddle as well. And we all grew up uh, sort of, uh, we were all taught music, the whistle, I suppose. And I don't remember learning yeah. is the honest God answer. So we all started on the tin whistle. And then I would have graduated onto the fiddle because daddy played the fiddle. My brother went on to the pipes and then my sister played the whistle. Um, and uh, I played, uh, I, I didn't keep at the fiddle then for some reason I took up the concert flute. And I played that for most of my childhood in the Kelly Band and so on. Though I could play the fiddle, I never played the fiddle. Um, and then, uh, God, I'd say about 30 years ago, my brother gave me a recording of a Martin Hayes concert he was at in Mullabon. And uh, oh, I was blown away by it. And I, I took like who the fiddle would you back again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Who were your favourite fiddle players now at the moment? Um, I suppose my favourite... I, 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 gosh, who would be my favourite fiddle? There's top a fan, three. Oh God! Three, unique, that's but we'll a say, we'll tough call, one we'll now. Call them one, two, three, but say that's, three or four fiddles yeah, that you like. That I like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like. Uh, there's a fantastic new fiddle player out. I'm. I'm. I, I think she's going to be a huge name in Irish music. Sorka Costello. <gasps> Amazing. Um, oh my goodness, she has a new CD out, mm, and I can't wait to get it. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, I also like. I mean, Martin Hayes has a lovely style. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but I like. I like his style, and. Um, Gosh, who else would it be now that I would like? Tommy Peebles, of course. Would have been. Yeah, just a um, fantastic player. And they have um, distinctive styles, haven't they? Mm, They're very separate, They're very different styles. They have, yeah. I suppose that's the thing, you know, we grew up in a, in a I suppose, we kind of took it for granted, didn't we? That everyone played Irish music <coughs> because we happened to live in a little nest of Irish music <coughs> in Lanesbury, Newtown Castle. And a great appreciation of Irish music on the people, you know, in the two parishes. Because only when I got a bit older, I realised that practically nobody played Irish music in Longford apart from our <coughs> kind of neck like, of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Little enclave there, you know. Um, and I suppose there was no technology that time either. So you weren't exposed to a huge range of styles. So um, the Bothy Band would have been our, you know, and, and Daydanan and back then would Alex, have been yeah, what we yeah, heard, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? By yeah, the, yeah. the first big names, you know. But Daddy used to always say to me, Nula, stop following anyone's, develop your own style there. You have your own mm -hmm. style of playing. And I'd like to think I have the style Daddy had, which yeah. I don't think you could probably pin it on any particular region. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, um, I hope anyway. I suppose that's where styles are going to get a bit watered down now because mm. the access to yeah. YouTube and that's whatever. Right. Well, you have social media and you have... The they go to kids go to loads of different workshops yeah. now. Mm. Yeah, so it's that's kind it, of it's yeah. all blended. It is, yeah. It's a generic kind of yeah, yeah. It's a generic style. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. even accents now. Like you know, you have kids from Kerry. They may as well be from any part of the country. Right. And the, the the music will probably go the same. Like, yeah. You know. But then that's you right. know, there's always the exception that people will follow a style and stick with that, which is yeah. The most there's important there's too, two American know. fiddle players now, Nathan Gorley and Laura Federson, and they have their own unique style. Playing, it's, it's, mm. you couldn't pin that on anywhere in Ireland, and it's a beautiful yeah. style. So maybe, yeah. maybe it won't yeah. be. A... Now we just want to go for a little short commercial break. Great.
Noel and um, Nula and if you're just after tuning in you're listening to the Trad and Folk Show on Ross FM and in studio with me is Kitty Carberry, Nula Donnan and Noel Carberry. So Noel and Nula that was a lovely Tinusel duet there. Um, what were the names of those sir? Uh, the Morning Thrush. Morning Thrush. Um, yeah it's supposed to have been composed I think by Seamus Ennis's father. Oh right okay. After he woke up one morning on the beach and scaries and heard a thrush singing and then he and you can hear the bird in that tune. Yeah. yeah. I was just looking at, um, tin whistles have come a long way. I'm just looking at the two tin whistles you have. Is yours the same as, as Anula's? Mine was a, was a plastic What have you got one, there now? Same. One you made yourself, is it? Uh, I, have, I, I, have the, I have the good version well, of this, which well, also belongs to Noel. Wabble pipe. Wabble yeah. pipe one, okay. <laughs> this is a synth whistle now. It's a very good whistle. It's an American whistle. It belongs to Noel, actually. He lent it to me about 10 years ago. I won't take it back. <laughs> Which is great, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's in C. I will do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think yours is the Sassato, no? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, well, you know, and the Sassato, they're grand in any key, but seemingly D. You know, they're mm. very harsh. They're not because good in D. I don't no. find them good yeah. in D. The rest mm. of them are grand. You know, mm. but uh, um, but anyway, yeah, I suppose you're also. talking about thirty-five quid compared to about. Maybe two hundred at this stage. Really, yeah. 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 They're making Jeepers. great whistles here in Ireland. Of course, you have Killarney whistles and mm. what do you call it, Lyra whistles as well. All oh, right, they're, 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 they're modelled the on synth, I think. Modelled on, on the synth. Yeah. Was he the original? Yes, I think he was the original. He was, yeah, yeah. Style of whistle, yeah. The the the, the, style, the mouthpiece and that. And yeah. yeah. So it's a There's a John Burke, another guy in America that's making great whistles as well. Like you know. Mm. But, um, is he American or is he Irish American? Irish American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sint is, uh, is American, I, I think. I don't think he has any Irish American. Irish American. No, Irish American. Yeah. Yeah. And as regards the pipe then, Noel, I was just saying, um, yeah. you, you were telling me a story earlier on about your other pipe going walkabout. Oh, that's right. Pipes, yeah. The original yeah. pipes. I had a set of pipes all in one time in Dublin, yeah. No, no never found them. them. No. But uh, well, it was a guard that was telling me oftentimes when instruments are stolen, they're not sold within the they're recognised. <laughs> they're shipped out of the country to, to be sold. Yeah. And sometimes it's a case of instruments are stolen to sell abroad, you know. Yeah. So so tell me about those set of pipes. But, um, Where do they come from? Well, these are a set of pipes. When the other ones were stolen, it was a case of that it was a waiting list of five years, seven years and ten years to, you know, waiting list for, for a set of pipes, you know. So you pay a deposit and you wait that long. But there was a guy, Andres Roga who was making in Germany. And there's a funny story behind that, but there's a great documentary that was done some years back. And uh, he was influenced by the, uh, the recordings. Of, he happened to be living in the eastern part of Germany, you know. And uh, wasn't he caught trying to <laughs> come west? And he ended up in solitary confinement. And saw nobody, spoke to nobody for over 10 months. He was within... No, he, the only time he ever saw him was in solitary to walk around the yard. He wasn't able to speak when he when he came out. The vocal cords were gone. But he came over to Ireland anyway, and he met a guy called Matt Kiernan. And uh, he went, found out where he lived and went up to the house and he asked, you know, could you make a set of pipes for me? And he says, well, I stopped making pipes years ago. He says, but, uh, he says what do you do as a professional? He says, I'm an engineer. He says, I'll show you how to. So it was Matt Kiernan that showed him how to make the pipes and he set up in Germany then. The reason I went with these was it was a year he says a year and a half to two years compared to five years, eight years then. So that's how it happened to get yeah. able to make them, you know. So there um there was only one problem was I mean, you can see where there's I know it's not great for radio, but there's uh what they call the blocks that are on say on the on the regulators there. These are, are new because the on the German set was it was just straight with no raised sections there. And for holding in the pin, you had just two pillars. And they were less than three millimetres or less into the timber. And the next thing, you know, by movement over here, the, the pins started to move a bit. So they ended up not being able to be played then, you know. So rather than going through the hassle of, you know, getting um, them back to Germany, whatever, there was a fellow, John Keenan, just after finishing his pipe making course, and he made these for me, so they're the new so edition. They're very distinctive. Yes. Yeah, they yeah, are, and like he, he made a great job on them, like as well. So it's just a matter of getting reeds settled at the out. But then I was at home drinking around with them, and the next thing I had them on the table with the weight of the ballast, the 
fell off the table. And so, moral of the story is if you have a tiled floor, don't have a, an expensive instrument. Yeah, don't practice the pipes on the tiled don't, floor. Absolutely. So <laughs> it, it fell, it dry, I just left it on the table, but the weight of the bellows pulled it off and it's smashed on the floor. So, see a bit of insulation tape is keeping things together. So, there's a bit broken off that, so it has to be. And are there many pipe makers now? Are there many people making pipes? There's pipe makers in Hungary, in, oh. uh, I think in Cuba now, they've just started making pipes as well. And piping classes in Cuba as well. Serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I was just saying, there's a girl, Pamela Schweblin, she's from Buenos Aires, she was playing at the FLA and joined the, the Four Quarters for teaching as well. There's amazing pipers outside the country and there's a great female batch of pipers coming now yeah. as well. And, you know, amazing technique, amazing instruments and... Uh, you, you think know. that's as a result of Louise Mulcahy or is well, it? Well, absolutely, no doubt about it, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, Louise, like, is one of the out there too, you know. But it's it's great to see it. And the thing about it was, years ago, you had uh, female pipers as well. But of course, like everything else, they were, like, it was mostly a male-dominated mm-hmm. sort of society. And I, in anything, in life, really, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but now, you know, they're, they're out there and better than any of them. It's great to see it, you know. But um, there's a funny story one time where I have one daughter, Maeve, and like, I was playing the pipes at home. And we were after getting a pub for her, you know, to keep her company. And uh, I started playing the pipes. She ran over and she did that. Covered oh, the, the pub's ears. The two, the two the hands, two hands the over the pub's ears. And I was saying this to a fellow. He's got, hasn't she great taste in music? But the great thing about it is instruments today, they're... Um, brilliant they're the well-made well instruments like you know and it's, uh, that's the great thing about what mm. you were just saying about fiddles earlier on it's the same with pipes and of course it's handed down from the generations mm. then and improvement on what was yeah. made before and, and uh, you know like even what they're doing now is reeds that they're they're making now in the um, just one here what they're doing is a bit from the yogurt cart Oh wow. oh wow! So recycled yeah. materials. Recycled materials. With a bit of plumber's tape around, it and that's what's making this fella. Yeah. Tipperary that gave me one of these to try out. And the thing about it is, with the bamboo and whatever, it's um, the um, atmosphere, the the temperature can affect it, or the moisture in the air, or whatever. Mm. With the plastic one, it doesn't at all. So yeah. this is a, on a trial run at the moment to idea. see can I do something yeah. with it. Mm. You know so. Okay, so save all your yogurt cartons. Save practice. all your yogurt cartons. <laughs> Give them to any piper, you know, yeah. You can eat the yogurt to keep the carton. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it is, though, there's still, it's still a timber reed in the, the chanter. Yeah. You know, it's still bamboo, but uh, no doubt about it, though. Somebody is working on the plastic That's reed. Anyway, yeah, that's so a great idea. I'll never have the tune again after that. <laughs> no, it says you never did anyway. Uh-huh. I love to tune to you. And speaking of tunes, you play regularly, I think, is it in Clarks on Wednesday night? You play in Clarks and Lanes for a Wednesday Yeah. And you have another event coming up, Noel. Tell me about our kitty. Tell me about this event that's well, coming Noel up. Well, Noel works there Curley. and it's Heritage Week at Curlay, the trackway at Curlay. Yeah, so. it, it started um, last Saturday. was the start of Heritage Week. And it's, the team, they have a different team every year, you know, so this year it's the Living Heritage anyway, so music and song and dance as much as the Heritage as anything out there, you know. So, yeah, I work at the centre where uh, they discovered this ancient Iron Age trackway. It was a planked road, basically, that they found in the bulk when they were producing peat for the power station in, in Lansborough. They came down to the level where the timbers were. The significance of it was that it was the widest in Europe that they came across. It was, in, you know, anywhere you have bogs, England, Holland, Denmark, Germany, you know, you have trackways as well. But this was the this was the M1 of his day, anyway. But the funny thing about it, like, there's no written account as to what it was, why it was built, it was before the written word. But it's on the line from the hill of Ishna to Ratcrown, with the narrowest crossing point of the River Shannon at Lanesborough. So either it was going from Ishna to Ratcrown, Ratcrown to Ishna, or maybe from both places to maybe the Shannon itself, for that matter, you know. Like, when you think of it, like you could have travelled from Limerick all the way up the country. And a thousand years later, after the Iron Age, the Vikings showed what they could do from Limerick all the way up the, mm. the Shannon, you know. So, mm. look, we have a centre there. It's open every day. It's open until the 2nd of November. 
Then we go into hibernation for a couple of months and come back then in March, usually around St. Patrick's weekend. But this week, this Friday evening, we're having a, a week concert there. I shouldn't think. Mm. And you're all playing there, including Trace. So. Yeah, we have a great banjo player coming from Roscommon as well to, to join <laughs> us for a few tunes as well. Trey is a concert. It's a concert. It's a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um and will there be speeches and all kinds of things at it as well? Will you be yeah. talking saying a few words and all? Ah, there will well, I won't be saying much anyway yeah. because I mean they're inclined to try and stop me from talking if they can at all. No, but But um Mary yeah. Mary Ford is the manager there and uh, so we thank her. She'll be welcoming yeah. all the visitors and musicians and so on. So, so we'll have storytelling and, and songs. Stories, and songs, dancing, dancing, you know, it's, really it's, just, it's just good. Yeah. And we thank them for that. Thank OPW and the management at Curley. And I was in that centre there a few months ago. Um, Kitty invited a group from us, our, our Kirkel, um, Kirkel, our yeah. Irish, Irish conversation group. And we went out there for a meeting. And it was the most impressive building. I couldn't get over it. It was like the Sistine yes, Chapel. It is. It's mm. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Fabulous I was blown place. away by it. Mm. So if anyone hasn't mm. been to it, yeah, it's just visit it. It's just off the road from, say if you're going from Roscommon to Mullingar, Lanesborough to Ballymahan, just turn off the road where you see the, the sign for Kena. Mm. Or Kena as the people. Of the Posh, Posh people. people they, said, they, yeah. they believe they put on to it. So Kena is the name of the place. And you'll see, follow the brown sign, the old heritage sign for Hurley Trackway Visitor Centre. Yeah. It's a turn off before you go into the village of, of Kane itself. And there's a lovely bog walk there. There is indeed, yeah. Yeah, we did is, the bog walk, yeah. lovely. And, and yeah. there's man made lakes in it, isn't there? Pools That's right, yeah. It was basically what was the peat production bog on board the Mora. Just basically rewilded it now, so it's amazing. Nature reclaims really quick. Yeah. You know, mm. so it's just. Uh, and it's just amazing that. Last year there was a couple just out on one of the walks and they came back with a piece that's less than two and a half inches long. Looking at it, it looks like an arrowhead, but in closer inspection, it's basically a finger knife, Neolithic. Wow! And they got that from the just, just walking, and it was on the top of the bog itself. You know. Yeah, it's a lovely souvenir. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, of course. Hand it they handed it over to us, and <laughs> I think they, you have to. That's the law, isn't well, it? Well, this is it. Yeah, so. Um, the museum have taken it away now at the moment, wow. so it's there to stay. And so we're saying now, hopefully we get some stuff back, because the museum have a warehouse in North County Dublin, outside the Swords, and basically they have to they give it back to, stuff. but they have to give it back to the developer, he wants it back now, so they have to find homes for it. So hopefully we get stuff that's not being seen spread mm. out to smaller museums around the country. Yeah, we'd be lovely to have Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. when your elected representatives or the ones hoping to be elected, they come around again, push the local museums more and more because it's, it's, it's very important, you know. So when you stand for politics now, when you stand the next time, Kitty, <laughs> yeah. or Nuda, you yeah. know yeah. what to do. Well, you could include a lot of the roads up our area yeah. in that because they're <coughs> museum pieces at this stage. Yeah, they are. I'd sell you a bit of a wooden road, Iron Age one, maybe better. <laughs> Will we have another tune? We do. Um, a few Thank you. 
How are you doing? I am we have, really we haven't got them. We haven't got them. We left them in the care of the ladies. Okay.
beautiful waltz is there. Um, the first one I know is the Ashokan Farewell, the Jay Unger um, waltz. What's the second one? Where did you get that one, Nula? The second one I learned from um, a good friend of mine on English Boffin called Kevin Abate, a fiddle player. And he learned it when he was living in Canada. And so he calls it the Canadian waltz. And so yeah. It goes nicely it goes after the Ashokan. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. it might have originated from there, you never it, know. Yes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to go back to the, the Curley, um event that's on Friday night, you mentioned as well that there's workshops. We didn't mention it earlier and we are just talking about it here. So tell us about the, the workshops. workshops on the Saturday and we have three to two and a half master musicians anyway. There's um, the fiddle workshop. We're starting off at half 10.30 on the Saturday and that's Nuala Donald is the fiddle master there. And then at what time? About half twelve, we're kicking off with the banjo workshop then. And there's a great banjo player, master banjo player from Roscommon. Therese Hadley has given that one. And then there might be a few for a whistle workshop maybe after that. Said there'd be a team for a whistle workshop. <laughs> 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 and you were doing the whistle workshop? Well, they've been picked to do that. Yeah, there is the piping workshop. Ah, uh, there is if anybody can. Yeah, along you might sure, bring the know. pipes in as well. I'll have the choice. Yeah, choice. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Anyway. But for anybody wants to <clears throat> just check times and just put down their name, and pay on the day, and it's only a tenner for for the workshop, and it's well worth it, like for a couple of hours. So and that's to contact the centre. You contact that. the centre, and it's o four three double three double two three eight six got a photographic memory remember <laughs> that one so it's just uh, the and, and the function yeah. the night before then is that a free event or it's a free event, free yeah. event? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay very good um no kitty nula i know i'd like to thank you very much for coming in and, and thank enjoy, you thank joining you us and um and we'll see you shortly for a few tunes somewhere and um and kitty uh, i forgot to mention kitty is, is a really great gator as well her irish is something else so i just want to mention that before we go, we might have a set of tunes for the road. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Indeed. And uh, the Sunday session in, in the Central in Strokestown. Yes, of course, every Sunday at eight o'clock in the Central Bar in Strokestown. There, really, yeah, session. another session for. Yeah. for yeah. Yeah. And, and on the Sunday in Corlea, there's Kilora and uh, Peabody Hillen. Oh, the the um, Midland Midland Pipers on Sunday. What time is six? Three to six. Three to six. Oh, what's, what, what, what will be happening? What is it? It's just pipers a gathering, and gathering, of, gathering of, the pipers. of pipers that's in the area. So they're from, oh, you right. know, small stages up. And, you know, so they get and they're going to recite it, is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And anybody that would be interested in even finding out about the pipes or even starting the pipes. And, like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to lay out a load of money at the start. The people are yelling run a thing with music generation where you can hire or rent a set, yeah. uh, a practice set, just starting off with the bag and the fellas at the chantry. So that might be a good place out. to go on Sunday for anyone that's kind of thinking yeah. about taking Anybody up the pipes, anyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, great, lovely. We nearly, we nearly omitted that one. I wasn't going to let it go. No, fair play to you, Kitty. <laughs> okay, a, a set of tunes for the road? Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Y